0: Hey guys, we're starting episode three of uh, our Fat Patel family podcast uh, called Dinnertime Discipleship. And once again, we've got everybody here tonight. So I'm Neeraj, I'm dad, uh, Christine is here, mom. Hi. Uh, hi. We have Noah, who sounds like me. Say hi, Noah. Hi, Noah. <laughs> um, and then we got Eva. Say hi. hi, Eva. And then Leela, say hi. Hi,
1: I'm Dr.
0: Lila. If you, <laughs> Dr. Lila. <laughs> if you guys haven't listened to us before, uh, Noah, just so you have some context, Noah's 15, Eva's 13, and Leela is 7, almost 8. And Leela's going to be baptized tomorrow. Are you excited? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I bet mm-hmm. you are. Um, but we're not talking about that today. Today we're going to be doing um, something we often do around the dinner table, which is, uh, how would you call it, Christine?
1: Like what we're doing tonight specifically? Yeah, I mean, what you call it? Well, tonight we're just, yeah, we just pick random topics and um, just talk about whatever's on our minds and just maybe, Mm. sometimes it's just something that I feel like, you know, maybe we need to address or sometimes it's just, that's just what I thought of and that's what we're going to do.
0: Yeah, so tonight, what's the...
1: We're going to be doing, tonight we're going to be doing some ethical moral dilemmas and just talking about there's no right answer, but just talking about what would you do and why.
0: Yeah, I love it when we do these because they're kind of fun. they sort of popcorn style, uh, moral, ethical dilemmas. And uh, we, we push the kids, whatever their answers are, we push them to justify those answers through a scriptural, biblical uh, lens or, or worldview. So we'll get to that in a minute. And, and by the way, I don't think we've ever actually you know, articulated this, but Sort of the hope with this podcast is just a couple things. One is to just record this for just for us, for posterity, just to look back on as a family at some point in the future, uh, to, to just, you know, to look back on these recordings fondly and to laugh and, and enjoy um, some of the times we, had to, we got to have together when, when the kids were pretty young. And then second is to be an encouragement to, to everybody or anybody who's listening uh, maybe you're a parent. You got kids our age, teenagers, maybe younger. Uh, maybe they're adults. I don't know. Uh, but just an encouragement to you, as a parent, uh, to interact with your family, to to push and challenge and prod your kids, um, to not let them be content with just going to church um, or just you know saying a bedtime prayer, um, but rather constantly pushing them, uh, questioning them testing their faith no can you make that a little bit quieter please thank you uh constantly pushing them testing their faith and um i guess the word i'm looking for is refining we're helping them to refine their faith so anyway i've talked enough for now um uh, eva if you could please lead us in prayer and then we'll get started go ahead
1: she's saying why didn't you choose noah you
0: did eva's making faces right now because at noah because you chose him okay well eva go ahead please he's
2: doing it next
0: time you know it's (laughs) it's not like uh it's not a fight to see who has to pray you're getting to not only talk to your father in heaven but you're actually getting to help maybe lead other people peers your age so be a leader who's going to step up and pray
2: be the man.
0: Okay. No, you're not going to be the man. You're going to be the woman. Go ahead. <laughs>
2: um. Okay. Dear God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, thank you that we got to live another day and that you sent Jesus so we could do that. Um. Thank you that we get to share your word with other people and Teach them what it means to be a Christian. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 amen.
0: Thank you, Eva. Okay. Doctor, thank you. All right, Christine, you want to?
1: Yeah, okay. So I think we should start with an easy one tonight. And remember, this is there's no right or wrong answers. I'm just curious what y'all think. Um, and that means there's nothing wrong with whatever you say. Okay.
0: But whatever you say, we want you to back it up. Yeah. It's like, why? Why do you think that?
1: Okay. So here's here's the dilemma. This is called telling a secret. Your friend comes to you and tells you that they committed a crime. Now, they come to you and they say, you know, I feel really, really, really bad that I did this thing. This I know this was wrong. Um, I just, I can't sleep at night. My conscience is bothering me. I just, I feel like a horrible person and I need to, I need to just tell you. And so they come and they tell you as a friend. But then a couple of days later, you're watching the news and you see that exact crime that your friend did on the news. And they're looking for the person that did it. So, you know who did it, right? Mm -hmm. Who was it, Leela, that did it? Your friend. Your friend. But the next day on the news, you watch and you see that somebody got arrested for that crime, but it wasn't your friend. It was somebody else. What do you do?
2: I report my friend.
1: You're a terrible friend.
2: Yeah. Well, they're a terrible police crime committer. <laughs> uh, what, I have, <laughs> what I have to back up my answer is that just because they're your, like, if you saw, if they weren't your friend, you'd probably report them. Just because they're your friend, that doesn't give them some special authority to not be uh, reported. Plus, um, their crime, they're committing, someone else is getting arrested for it, and that. That's just not right.
1: That's just not right? Mm-hmm. So you'd rat out your friend?
2: Mm-hmm. I would. Okay.
1: Right. So do you understand that that would mean. That you would have a reputation as being like a rat or a tattletale. Would you still be okay with that, with your decision, knowing that that might happen?
2: I'd rather be a rat than a compass.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. What would you do, Leela? Um. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know is not a good answer. Okay.
1: You gotta think a little bit. You have to do something. Doing nothing is also a decision.
2: Well, i do it. Hmm? i go with Eva.
1: You'd go with Eva?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You'd do what Eva does? <laughs> yeah. Why?
2: Well, Because it's telling the truth and lying is wrong. And I'm pretty sure it's one of the Ten Commandments
1: not to do. You're pretty sure? Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. So, hold on. If you're not telling, is that still a lie? Like, if you don't tell on your friend, are you still lying? No. Uh, what's
2: it called? Uh, uh, Something
1: lie by chew? <laughs> no,
2: um, mm-hmm. uh, starts, starts with an O. On. Omission. omission, omission,
1: omission, lie by omission. Can you explain what an, a lie by omission means?
2: It's like lying, just plain lying is, uh, like for example, your mom says, Did you steal this cookie? and you said, No. But, um, <laughs> You have cookies in your mouth. Um, <laughs> and a, li- a lie by omission is when you steal the cookies, but nobody asks, but you still know that you did it.
1: Okay. So what you're saying, Leela, is that by not telling on your friend, you're, you're telling a lie by omission. Is that right?
2: Yeah.
1: You knew. You knew something. But you didn't actually. tell And you him. didn't. Yeah. What would you do, Noah?
3: I would also support my friend because um, uh, not having, because not having the friend is uh, worth an innocent person not going to jail. Say it again slowly, please. Because losing your friend is uh, is worth an innocent person not going to jail.
0: Losing your friend is worth an innocent person not going to jail. Yes. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're saying that you value innocence.
3: Yes.
2: I don't like okay. watching innocent people get
1: put in jail. Yeah, that's not. That's yeah. not. a <laughs> no, it's yeah. Not a pleasant thing.
0: What's interesting to me
1: yeah.
0: is that none of you—you <clears throat> you all said you would report your friend, but none of you said that you would try to persuade your friend to turn himself in or herself in. That's a better
3: idea. Why? Because then uh, it wouldn't be as um, it wouldn't be as rude. Because then. Like, they're your friend. It just wouldn't... It would be rude in a way to report them. So you could just convince them to report themselves.
0: Let me ask you a question. How is it better for your friend if you ask them to report themselves?
2: Because it's not betrayal.
0: No. How is it better for them? How does it benefit them?
2: Um, they made the decision so... they won't be, like, upset at you
0: and... You guys are still thinking of it from how it affects you. You guys are responding about how it's going to affect you. I'm not asking how it's going to affect you. I'm asking if you persuade your friend to turn himself or herself in, how is that going to benefit your friend? Not benefit you.
2: Well, like just said, it's like a mom. Like, did you steal this cookie? And, whoa. Well,
3: did your friend's the one who's telling the truth?
0: Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, what? Explain that. Why is that good for them?
2: Oh, I know. What? Because um, in the question, it said that they like their the the guilt is eating away at their soul, so okay, um, that would be saving them from that.
0: What I think it helps with is forcing your friend to be honest. Forcing your friend not forcing them but giving them an opportunity to think about what they've done and to think about whether it's okay to do that and giving them the opportunity to make a decision to do something right, to do the right thing.
1: Yeah, I think it's important for the friend to know that, you know, yeah, you messed up, but when you mess up, there's a right way to handle it and a wrong way to handle it. Think about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. When they sinned, what did they try to do?
2: Eat the fruit of the They ate tree. the fruit,
1: yes. And then when they got caught eating the fruit, what did they do? They
2: tried to cover themselves. With? Um, with leaves and twigs and stuff.
1: Yeah, fig leaves. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, yes. So that's kind of what this friend here is doing, right? Mm-hmm. He commits this crime or she commits this crime. Doesn't tell anybody. They're hiding, aren't they? Mm-hmm. They're hiding. And so it's one thing for you to come and rip off the fig leaf. Ew, you're naked. <laughs> <laughs> but it's another thing to say, hey, why don't you take off your fig leaf and ask God to give you clothes fresh clothes?
3: It's also good for them to mm-hmm. tell the truth, because when, um, when Adam and you take off the fig leaf, God still gives them clothes. Um that's that's good for them. So uh, he, uh, they're still good for him for telling the truth.
1: So I think that having that kind of integrity requires you to trust that God is going to provide for you. Yes. Trust that God is going to cover your sin, forgive your sin, not just not just cover, cover it up, but forgive it and make it as if it never happened. Yeah, he's
3: not going to give you like a really really bad time in jail for telling the truth because just
1: you're... erase it. So if covering it up, does covering it up make it seem like it never happened? It's like um, a dirty
2: table. If you put a tablecloth on it, it's still there. You just can't see it.
1: Mm-hmm. You can't if you actually paintbrush.
2: scrub it away, then it's like this clean. clean. Good.
0: Let's move on to the next one.
1: Okay. Here's another one that's <clears throat> it's going to be a little bit trickier. Um, so you know there's a lot of COVID patients right now, right? Like people very sick and can't breathe. Mm-hmm. So this is just a hypothetical. This isn't like a real thing. But I want you to pretend for a minute that your job is the boss of the hospital and you have to make some really important decisions. Okay? Mm -hmm. In your hospital there's only 10 ventilator machines. Ventilator machines are the machines that help um, help you to breathe. Like they basically breathe for you when you can't breathe on your own. So in the hospital there's only 10 of these machines. But 15 people come into the emergency room and they need to be on a ventilator. You've only got 10. How do you decide who gets the ventilator?
3: But the people who are not Christians on the ventilators.
1: The people who are not Christians on ventilators. Why do you say that?
3: They're going to heaven. Because okay, no, 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 sorry. The people who are not going on ventilators will probably be Christians, <clears throat>
0: so they're going to heaven.
1: Well, just because well, you're a how Christian do you know? doesn't mean you're going to heaven. Do you have like no, a COVID entrance,
0: hospital hold on, hold on, entrance? Hold on, hold on, stop. Leela explain what you mean. You said just because you're a Christian doesn't mean you're going to heaven. I want you to explain that.
1: Well, I mean, you have to believe and repent
2: to go
0: to heaven. Like, and that's what being Christian. a Christian is. Hold on, don't yeah. interrupt her.
2: Look, I'm a Christian, say I don't believe and repent.
0: So that's very interesting. So you're saying that just... What does it mean to you then to be a Christian? What does that mean? If somebody's a Christian... Somebody says, I'm a Christian, what does that mean to you? Well,
2: I'm like, if they're actually
1: telling the truth. But, ah, very telling good. telling the truth? Huh.
0: Nice. Because a lot of people call themselves Christians, but not many actually are. Mormons. Right? Huh? Like Mormons.
2: Yeah, you okay, Eva?
0: Are you okay? Yeah, my leg just
2: popped and I got a little.
0: Well, I'm not specifically talking about Mormons. I'm talking about uh, a lot of people just. You know, on the street in our neighborhood, at church, who say, "Yes, I'm a Christian," but they don't. They're like the. Remember the other day we talked about fake Christians on yes. episode one. We talked about the difference between a fake Christian and a real Christian because they all believe, right? They have. Everyone has this, at least the faith. Um, well, fake Christians, real Christians, and demons all believe that Jesus is the Son of God. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. enough. Real Christians have to have something more than that. They submit okay. to Jesus, yes. Repentance. They submit to Jesus as a Lord, as a master. Right? Yes. That's the difference. So what Lila was saying, it, I think it's a very good point, Lila, that just because they say you're a Christian doesn't mean you're actually a Christian. Mm-hmm. So, no, I have two... You said give the ventilators to people who are not Christians. My first question is, as how would you even know if somebody's a Christian or not, truly a Christian or not? And number two, you're in a hospital. If you're in charge of managing a hospital, you can't make decisions based on that.
3: Okay, I have no idea then.
1: Okay, well, let me throw a couple of ideas out there. Sometimes people will do first come, first serve, meaning whoever walks in the door first gets the ventilator first. Do you think that's fair?
2: Well, some people need it more than the other people.
1: Okay. So you think maybe we should give it to the sickest people first? Um, The least sick
2: people, because sometimes the sickest people will still die. So the least sick people will still have a chance.
1: But how do you know that the sicker people won't have a better chance by being on a ventilator?
0: Well, they will have a better chance. It just just, will it be enough? It doesn't matter how much more
3: they need, they still need it more.
2: You, that doesn't make sense.
3: You said give it to the people who need it more, and uh, you know, never mind.
1: Okay, what about, um, you know, let's say that this hospital that you run is in a very poor neighborhood, and a lot of people don't ever pay their bill. And so this hospital, it just needs a lot of money. But five of the people that walk in are really, really rich and they can pay their bill. Do you think that would influence your decision? Yes?
2: Well, maybe
1: they could buy themselves a ventilator. <laughs> they could buy themselves a ventilator? <laughs> maybe. Well, they wouldn't know how good to solution, use it. Strength, Leo, good job. You can't just get one on Amazon. Just go to Amazon. One ventilator, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what do you think? Do you think that a person's wealth should influence the decision about whether or not they get a ventilator? No. Why not?
2: Because just because you're poor doesn't mean you don't deserve a ventilator.
3: They can sell enough money. It, well, yeah, they can sell enough money.
2: Okay, well, money, money should influence your
1: decision. Yes, I
3: know, but I mean, I'm just saying.
1: So, what do you do if you've got 10 ventilators and 15 people that are sitting in your emergency room and they're they're about to suffocate. Take the other five
3: to somewhere else with ventilators.
1: All the other hospitals are full. No, if
0: I were you, what I would have done is gather as much data as I can from each of those fifteen patients, and then use a machine learning algorithm to determine who's most likely to survive based on having a ventilator and give it to those patients.
2: Do you mean the math kind of algorithm?
0: Oh no. They're all no. math kind of
2: algorithms. Yeah. Why do you mean math so much? Because really i don't... It's not that fun,
1: but
3: it's... Okay, I mean, I said it's not fun, but I still like it better than all the other subjects.
1: Okay. We're getting off topic. Yeah. So again, there's no right answer here, but...
0: What would you do, Christine? Me? Yeah.
1: I don't know. I think I would have a hard time deciding between first-come-first-serve and sickest.
2: yeah, some people, I wouldn't do first-come-first-serve because imagine you're in the shoes of someone who's like just struggling to make it at the door into the hospital. They, um, and the people who like maybe have a car or live closer to the hospital, that's not really fair.
1: Well, they should have left earlier. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um.
0: All right. Can you, anyone else have anything to say on this one, or can we move? Go on? Go ahead.
1: That's that was that was the only other one I had. Oh, you had two. Yeah, it was just those two. Okay. Do you have anything to add?
0: Um, there's one that uh, I, I've thought about before. And I have trouble remembering exactly how it goes.
2: Is it the one about, um, there's a person who needs organs? What, what's that one? Um, there's like, 10, like there's 10. people and then there are like six mm-hmm. somethings and no, like they all need a new heart or something. There's like 11 people, or okay, so there's a group of people and then um, they all need an organ donation, each a different one and there's one person who's completely healthy, they just need to be taking medicine. The other people will die if they don't have the um, their organ. So do you stop giving the healthy person medicine so you can donate all their organs? Or um, do you just let the other people die?
1: And continue giving the medication to the one person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember we talked about this one before, and this was a hard one. We spent a long time on that one. Well,
2: um, I think the answer was, or Dad's answer was, you would keep giving the person medicine because that would be murder if you stopped giving it to them. Well, it would also be murder if you took the other one time. And time, and time and no, they would have died anyway.
0: There's a similar one. I remember the one I was thinking of. It's the train have you talked, have we talked about the train one?
2: The train and then there's a car on the way?
0: And no. Well, maybe. So, in this one, in this moral dilemma, there's a train that's coming down the railroad tracks. And it's the tracks split into two. Okay? Based on a switch you can pull. You pull the switch one way, the train goes down one track. If you pull a switch the other way, the train goes down the other track. Well, right now... The train is going on the first track and so there's uh, five people, five workers who are working on that track and they don't see the train coming. So the train is going to run over these five workers, okay? On the other track where the train's not going, there's a single worker, just one guy by himself working, okay? He's not going to get hit by the train. So the question is, do you flip the switch? If you flip the switch, those five people, workers, will be saved, but the, you, you'll basically be killing that one guy who's currently not going to die. Or uh, you can leave the switch as it is and let the five people die, but that one person will not die. Okay, what so, do you do? So to uh-huh.
3: do not pull the switch, but since that one worker's not going to die, you can tell the five of the train is coming.
0: Then they'll go away, then no one will lie. No, that... You, it's coming at a thousand miles an hour. You're breaking the rules. You can't do that.
2: Anymore. So well, that it's, it's it's like the other one. If you flip the switch, you're still killing a person. If you don't... You're not killing anyone. You're just letting it
0: happen. Yeah, but you don't you have the power to save them?
2: Well, you don't have any you power. Also have you also have the power turn. to save that one person.
0: No, but it isn't five more than one. Why is... Why is it okay for five people to die when only one, one person can die? What do you think? Put yourself in Jesus' shoes. What do you think he would do if you were at the switch?
2: Use his super awesome power and explode
1: the train.
0: <laughs> like, stop it like Superman with one hand.
1: Yeah. Put a dent in the front.
0: <laughs> this isn't Twilight.
1: Oh pfft.
2: <laughs>
0: oh okay. <No>. Leela, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you were Jesus and you were in control of the switch, what would you do? You have Jesus's wisdom, but you don't have the strength. What would you do?
2: You play games on it. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, mm-hmm. though.
1: I think Jesus would know which ones are saved and which ones aren't saved. And he I knows think, the future. Yes, he does. And so I think that he would probably let the people who aren't saved live, because kind of like Noah was saying before, if they live, then they have a chance to become saved. Mm-hmm. But the one who is already saved, if he dies, is going to heaven anyway. So.
0: But the question is, what you would do, not what Jesus would do. Yeah. So I changed the the scenario, but let's move it back to what you would do. Okay. What would you do, Lila? Um,
2: if I were Jesus.
0: No, if just you're you. Would you save the five or save the one?
2: I think I'd save the five.
0: So what? you would just flip the switch and kill the one person. Well, I mean. You you understand why why this problem is hard? Because if you don't flip the switch, then you didn't do anything. You just. You just saw it happen. You didn't participate. But if you flipped the switch, now you are choosing to kill somebody. You are now involved. Do you see the difference? Mm-hmm. So, yes, five people died and one person didn't. But you didn't have anything to do with that. You kind huh. of were
3: involved because you decided not to flip the switch. Yes,
0: that's true. I agree. You still made a choice by not doing anything. Because right? you had the power. Even though you weren't involved, you had the power to be involved. You had the power to change, to flip the switch, and you chose not to.
1: So, not deciding is still deciding. Yeah,
0: I think that's what it boils down to. Mm. But uh-huh. what, what would, what would, I mean, we're we're kind of divorcing this from from the Bible. What would, what would we do as Christians? How would you justify that decision to flip the switch as a Christian? Because the only person tonight who's <coughs> tried to answer these moral dilemmas by citing some theology is Noah.
1: Back
0: up what's theology? What's the answer? I don't
1: know the answer. Leland wants to know what theology is.
0: My friend JC isn't here, he knows all the answers. What's up JC? I hope you're listening. Hope that embarrassed you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Who's
0: that? It's a guy from Dio, Thursday Theo. He always he's very quiet the entire time when everyone's talking and arguing, but then at the end he'll say something and write. Oh wow. <laughs> Very wise. That's and then he blushes. <laughs> He'll kill me if he hears this.
1: <laughs> okay, so Leela asked what theology is.
0: Theology is a study about God. Theology. Tail. Greek tale.
1: It's God.
0: Anyway, get back to the point. So you guys, it sounds like we're saying that we would flip the switch. How could, How can you justify doing that? If if you stood before God when you died and God says, why did you flip the switch? What would you say?
2: Because I wanted to save them.
0: Why did you kill this one guy?
2: That was not the decision I made. You're
1: not God. You don't talk like that. So I think that it has a lot to do with just the general human condition, which is that we have a sin nature in us and um, sometimes we overtly commit acts that are sins and sometimes um, our sin is just that we're human we're fallen beings and so either way you're sinful in the same way in this scenario either way you're making a decision and neither one is great um, and so you can only rely on one thing to save you from your sin you can only rely on one thing to save you from this dilemma what do you think that thing is Noah what do you think that is
3: There's a question again. can you repeat it
1: I can't say all that again. (laughs) I was saying that this dilemma is a lot like the human nature in that we either like outright sin, we do something that we are not supposed to do, or we're just flawed human beings. Either way, we're not perfect. We're going to mess up. We're, we're not completely right with God in the same way in the scenario that dad said, um, Either way, you're gonna be doing something wrong. So as a Christian, what do you do with that? How do you make it right?
3: Just trying to do things with, trying to do wrong things. You
0: gotta talk a lot slower and clearer. Try not to do wrong
3: things.
1: Okay, but in this situation, there's no correct answer and that there's not a right thing to do. So what what does the, what does the Christian do?
0: I, this, this situation reminds me of the parable of the talents. If you remember the, Does anybody remember the parable of the talents?
2: Maybe if you remind me.
0: The master gave each servant a different number of talents. Oh, yeah. And Some then he went away and he came back and he, he saw what each servant had done with his share of talents. I remember. Okay, so what, what, what happened in that story? What happened with each servant?
2: One of them buried it.
0: Okay, why did he bury it? Why did he save well, well, it? No. Let's move first talk about okay. the ones who did not bury it, their talents. What do they do with their talents? No, <laughs> <shrugging>, don't <laughs> you don't know the shrugging you don't know the story I've then. Heard <laughs> this story before,
2: but okay. I don't remember what they did.
0: So there were several servants and most of them took the talents that their master gave them and they did something with them. They invested them. They worked with them. They, they were productive and profitable, and they were able to give their master the talents that were invested in them, plus interest. A little so bit extra. So the servant who, who was given two talents gave back four talents, and the master was pleased. The servant who had five talents gave back ten talents, and like, the, servant, the master was pleased.
1: What's a talent? It's like money. Oh, okay. Like but
0: know. there was one servant who... Did not give, I uh, did not do anything with his talents. What did he do, Mom?
1: He buried them in the ground and he told the master, well, I knew you were a shrewd businessman. And um, I forget what else he said, but basically just, I knew that I couldn't win here. And so I just buried it.
0: He says, I know you're like a rough and shrewd businessman. You're kind of, you deal with people, your servants harshly. I'm going to read the exact verse. It says, Uh, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. So he was given one talent, and he gave back one talent. But the master answered him, You wicked and slothful, that means lazy, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers and in my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. And so it was dealt with very harshly. He cast a worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So that makes me think of, whenever I think of that story in my own life, that motivates me or encourages me to not be too indecisive. Like Eva, you and I are like this. We're indecisive. We think about, oh, but you could do this. And, but this other option has these problems and this one has those issues. And at some point you need to make a decision and try to be fruitful and productive. So in this, applying that, that parable to this situation, I would probably pull the switch and kill the one guy. And yes, I would be responsible for his death. But I'd also be responsible for the saving of five lives. And so I know it's not simple math. Five is not necessarily better than one. But if God stands before me and says, I gave you a talent, I gave you a switch.
2: What's greater? What did
0: you do with it? Because what was going to happen was one person was five people were going to die and one person was Mm going to live what did you do with this situation I gave you? Were you productive? Were you fruitful? Or were you a coward burying your switch in the ground? And so that's why I pulled the switch. But I'm not saying I'm right. What were you gonna say Eva?
2: It's like the interest that the master was talking about.
1: Yeah, explain.
2: Like um, God gave you uh, one person and um, you saved five.
0: So, give them. A- it's like 500% return.
1: <laughs> what if all five of them were like murderers?
0: Well, then, especially so.
1: They need I saving. Well, what if they go around killing other people? What if each of those five people goes and kills five more people?
2: No nutrients the for killing mm-hmm. people. Well,
0: <laughs> I-, I think at that point, did you know they were murderers? No. That
1: doesn't say that.
0: Okay, well, if you didn't know, then I would it wouldn't factor into the situation. But if I did know, then
1: I may not pull the switch.
2: Maybe you could chain them to the ground.
1: Maybe you could what?
2: Chain them to the ground.
1: Chain them to the ground.
3: Well, if they were murderers, I uh, I would not pull the switch because they still need saving. It doesn't matter if if they're murderers, they still need saving. They can still change.
0: That's true. Right now. You are right. Good God. Okay. <clears throat> Christine wants to do some gardening, even though it's dark outside. So. It's not dark yet. I want to do yeah. gardening. Yeah, you have a few more minutes. <laughs> you want to do gardening? All right, guys. Uh, Noah, will you pray for us to close? A simple, <laughs> basic prayer. <laughs> you look so forlorn. Is that the right word forlorn?
1: He's making his teenager
0: face. He is making up. a teenager face.
1: <laughs> 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 it's a cute teenager face. Oh.
2: Okay, let's just hurry, get this You're open. so handsome. <laughs> you know. Oh,
0: no. Thank you, okay, thank you. it. Okay, go ahead no. I was gonna pray. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just something, just thank God for okay whatever you want to. Uh,
3: thank you for teaching us this. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for, um yeah, just thank you that we get
0: to do this. And amen. 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 All right, that's episode three in the books. Episode we'll three! With Dr. Leo.
1: Doctor, <laughs>
0: Doctor. Dr. Leo.
1: Doctor Leo. Where is her PhD <laughs> <laughs>